Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming up on the Watch Us Thrive podcast. I said to myself, if I sit here and I take it, I'm going to be back in the same position hating this a year from now. So. That was the moment for me that it was like do or die. So I said, thank you. I respectfully decline. I'm going to exit stage left and be on my merry way. I was scared. You know, I was really, really scared. What if I do this other part time and do the weddings and that's not enough. But in my head had said to myself, I have to make this work. There is no other plan B. We have to make this work. Hey Thrivers, this is your girl Lee Ann and you are tuned in to the Watch Us Thrive podcast, a personal development podcast that talks about mental health, healing from trauma that keeps us stuck in shitty relationships, and how we can reconnect with our inner magic. After overcoming a life-changing event of domestic violence in March of 2021, I now use my voice to share my story to create change and to normalize these uncomfortable conversations around taboo topics. I'm passionate about creating a safe space to talk about the trauma people have experienced and how we can turn our pain into power. I truly believe that you don't need to let your trauma define who you are and you can heal from it. The first step is to talk about it. I also feature amazing guests that I've met along the way of my own healing journey to share their stories of what they've gone through and how they overcame it. We all have a story to tell, and the Watch Us Thrive podcast is a platform to normalize these uncomfortable conversations. Listen to brand new episodes available on all major podcast streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Brand new episodes drop every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and the occasional bonus episode in between. Like I say all the time, we're going to talk about the shit that you don't want to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. Let's get into it. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to remind you to follow me on social media. I'm primarily on Instagram, so follow me at Watch Us Thrive Podcast. You can also follow me on TikTok under the same handle, Watch Us Thrive Podcast. And finally, follow your girl on Twitter, where I post my quotes, affirmations, and feel-good vibes. Follow me at W-U-T Podcast underscore. What podcast underscore. If you're interested in being a guest on my show, send me an email at watchusthrivethepodcast at gmail.com. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, everybody. This is your girl, Lee Ann. 
Welcome back to the Watch Us Thrive podcast. Super excited to have this conversation. Yeah, this is another newbie, another (laughs) first time podcaster. I'm so excited. Raquel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Leanne. You know, a little backstory before we get into your episode and how me and you connected. Raquel was a part of Manifiesta, which was the six-day manifestation, feel-good vibe summit that my sister hosted, and we connected on there. I just love your energies from the day that I met you. You're such a beautiful woman with such an incredible story, and I really wanted to highlight you on my podcast. So once again, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank I'm so honored to have you. Thank you for saying that. That's so yeah. sweet. Likewise, I feel the warmth from you as well. Thank you. All right. So we're going to get started before we get into you and your story. I was like allowing you to introduce yourself to my audience. So let us know who is Raquel. My name is Raquel Chavez. I am the owner, founder, lead planner slash coordinator and all of the things over (laughs) at Just Say Yes and Why. I am a wedding planner. I am also first-generation American. I come from immigrant Salvadorian parents. Uh, I am a middle child. I am a bride-to-be myself. Yeah, that sums up who I am, I think. I love it. And we're definitely going to get into that whole, I mean, like, you're a boss. You got your own business. And I want to know, like, what happened? (laughs) But before we get that, I always like starting off my podcast with a little bit of your childhood upbringing. Just tell my audience, what was your childhood like growing up? You know, just give us a brief overview of what that was like for you. Yes, I have an interesting story. My parents, as I mentioned, they're from El Salvador. They came here in the late 70s, escaping the Civil War. So I consider them to be somewhat of refugees. They came here with nothing separately. They actually met here and they landed. I always tell them this. They landed in the perfect town. I grew up on the North Shore in this teeny tiny town called Port Washington. It's right on the water. It's like idyllic. It's a beautiful town, but it's a little bit of a sheltered town, if you will. I grew up there and my parents, just like other immigrants at that time, were hard workers. My dad, funny enough, owns his own company. He did a bunch of jobs here and there when he came. They were both in their early 20s, but he ended up having his own company. And my mom was a housekeeper for 30 plus years in Fort Washington. There is a you know significantly wealthy part of town and they did well for themselves. So I grew up in a nice town. My parents are Christian, so I grew up in church as well. But again, a little bit of a sheltered life. And both of my parents, I would like to say, are hustlers. So they have that hustle mentality, which is where I get it from. I have an older brother, a younger sister. So I am the middle child, middle child syndrome all the way. I'm I'm a little bit of a bossy person, which now I understand my purpose and it has helped me very much. Back then, I didn't quite understand it. And yeah, that was my upbringing. I have to say it, was, it wasn't, you know, completely all sunshine and rainbows and clouds and things like that. But I, I have a solid foundation. I have a good family. We're very, we're very tight, all of us, even to this day. Yeah, I think that's so important. And, you know, everything that happens to us in childhood, I wholeheartedly believe that it comes with us into adulthood, good and bad. It doesn't always need to be the trauma, the bad parts. Like you said, you came from a family who 
hustled and knew that you had to do something. And I think that's just beautiful to learn that and have such a solid foundation. So I can relate so much. Yeah. Okay. So I want to first talk about during our one-on-one call, you told me a few things that you experienced before, you know, who you are today. So if you want to talk about, you know, you told me that your parents got sick, your house was foreclosed, all of that, you know, share with my audience what happened. And more importantly, how were you able to overcome the trials and tribulations that you dealt with? Yeah. So, I mean, sticking with that hustle mode, my parents wanted to, I think like every immigrant family and maybe Leanne, you can, you know, resonate with this, but our parents come here and they want to have that American dream, you know, which now that I'm older, I'm just like, what the hell was I thinking? You know, but everyone comes here thinking they can have it all. They want, you know, success. They want to find a stable home, maybe things that they didn't have uh, growing up in their countries things that maybe aren't attainable. So my parents were always wanting to, for them, the biggest thing. And now looking back, I'm like, why was that the only thing? But they wanted to buy a home. So they did. They were able to achieve that American dream. This was back at the time where there was a lot of fraud going on, especially targeting communities of color where they were purchasing homes and maybe this wasn't a qualified home buyer. Interest rates were crazy. The paperwork was maybe not what it should be. So during that time, my parents bought a house. And so we ended up living in this house for about 10 years. The great thing is that we all still live together. I mean, We had five really strong incomes. My sister had a great job. Still to this day, she works at um, one of the top hospitals here in Long Island. She had a stable job. My dad had a business that was doing very well. My mom, believe it or not, being the housekeeper, was making more than any of us. Who knew? She had great people, great clients and things like that. And at that point, she had already had maybe like a 20 plus year career. I myself had a decent job as well. But then everything came crashing down. My mom unexpectedly got sick. She has a rare disease called Wegener's granulomatosis, which I kind of feel like an expert on now, being that I had to do all the research, go with her to all of the appointments. It brought me back to that mode of when you're a child of immigrant parents, you read the letters, you're at your own school meeting, and you have to translate, be the parent and the child. So it brought me back to that. She got sick. We lost her income. My dad got hurt. He didn't lose his income. He's his own boss, but he had to scale back significantly. At that time, the only good thing that we had was my brother was engaged. So he, I mean, it's a beautiful thing, but he ended up leaving. So that was another income that was lost. So he went over to New Hampshire to be with his now wife, my sister-in-law. And then curveball, I got laid off in 2010. So all of these crazy things happened all at once. And our American dream, Leanne, came crashing down. We had no savings. We didn't have a plan B. There was no cushion. All of these terrible things started to happen one after the other. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? So after that, we ended up, which is a weird thing, we went from living in my hometown to being able to buy a home in a different location. We ended up moving back to Port Washington as renters. So, you know, it was a little bit of a blow to their ego, I think. But thankfully, 
I always try to look at the positive. My mother um, survived. We almost lost her and, and she did um, recover, not fully, but you know, she couldn't work for a very long time, even though she wanted to. But we slowly started to get back on our feet. At that point is when the hustle mentality starts to sink in for me. I quickly found a job. I not only found one job, at one point I had three jobs. I took everything that I could. And then it was during that time that I ended up finding my passion for weddings. I did everything that I could to try to figure out how to get back on my feet and how to help my family. For me, it wasn't all about me. I come from a family that we help one, we help each other. And, you know, you just kind of, one person helps the other and that's what we do. It's not go for self kind of a a family. We all are there for each other. So I went back to school. I got a degree in psychology. I minored in Spanish. I'm a native speaker. I had obviously been speaking Spanish all my life, but I try to look for things that maybe I could use and would be useful later on in my life. And so I went back to school, graduated. It was a little crazy because here I am, this 30-year-old going back to school. I'm going to school at night, working during the day kind of a thing. But I'm grateful that I had all of that time, really, to be able to do that. And again, I was looking for the lesson within the blessings, you know. So I was able to do that. Like I said, during that time, I'm a lucky person. I really do think that God is always watching out for me. And my guardian angels up there are always moving things within my favor. During this time, I had a company approach me. My name had been, I guess, mentioned in some sort of a meeting or something like that. And they said, oh, you know, I know this girl. She likes weddings. I had literally only done one. I begged my friends to let me coordinate their wedding. I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't even ask them for any money. I said, please just let me coordinate your wedding. I can help you. I did. And then that was probably the catalyst for me to get into weddings. So this company approaches me. They're like, hey, you know, would you like to join us? I'm like, yeah, sure. Weekends. Okay, great. So here I am working a nine to five in a not so great environment, but I'm doing Fridays, I would sometimes leave work early to go to a Friday wedding, or I would call out sick to be able to do these weddings. Sometimes I had Friday, Saturdays, and Sunday weddings. So I was doing anything that I could because I loved that environment so much. So that's how I got into weddings. And that's how I found my passion. Funny enough, all of these crazy catastrophes happened. And they all led to me finding my passion. I just want to like sit in that for a minute because I think so many people have similar stories of like everything just hits you at once, right? Like it's just a snowball effect of bullshit. Let's call it what it is, right? And you have two two opportunities. You can either become a victim and live in that sadness and depression and all of that, or you can be like, I'm going to figure it the fuck out because really I have no other choice. Yeah, I come from a very, my mother is the strongest woman that I know. She has this crazy saying, you know, she's a church lady. So she'll be like, no me digan pobrecita, pobrecita el diablo. Like, don't call me like poor little girl. Like, I feel sorry for the devil. So I come from that. For a long time, I was very insecure. I didn't know which direction I was going in. But then funny enough, all of these tragedies happening, 
ended up driving me to what my purpose was. Yeah. So who knew? Yeah. 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 I, I love it. And I think that's something so common especially in our communities, you know, like yeah. that, that's just something that's instilled in us from childhood to you got to just figure it out. You got to make it work. Life is yeah. going to throw curveballs at you. But like I said, you're either going to succumb to it or you're going to figure it the fuck out. So right. kudos to you for figuring Thank it the fuck out. <laughs> Thank you. In yeah. psychology, that's that fight or flight response. Yep. I used to be the, I feel like sometimes I've always been that fighter. Yeah. But there have been moments where I'm like, I just want to hide. Of course. I don't want to face this. Of course. Um, just like anyone else. We're human. You know, we can't be superhero all the time. We can't be Superman right. or Wonder Woman. But no, yeah, kudos to you. I just want to give you your flowers because I think that's that's amazing. And just seeing who you are now. So let's talk about, you know, you gave us a little introduction of how you got into the wedding industry. And I remember during our one-on-one call, there were some weird things that you had to deal with if you want to share with my audience share as little or as much as you're comfortable with um with working with that woman that you were with and then what did you learn from those experiences before you started your own wedding yes so sure there were a few again a few series of unfortunate events i like to call it during the time when i was still only doing weddings on the side I used to work for this company, not going to mention names or anything like that, but it was probably the most toxic work environment I've ever experienced. And I've been through a few. They had a very grind you to the bone kind of mentality. Taking a day off was an issue. If I did, they wanted to know why really. I remember when I had been there probably four years at that point, and they didn't give me a raise that last year. And I asked them, I said, you know, why? Uh, Some people are uncomfortable talking about money. And I think by then I was not. So I said to them, why didn't I get a raise? Well, we gave you a bonus. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But do I not deserve it? I'm doing the work of three people. And I can barely do this myself. I was going in on weekends, doing all of that. I don't like to be hard on myself, but I think I was such a people pleaser at the time that I did whatever it took in order for me to stay on top of all of the work that I had. Funny enough, again, trying to see the silver lining, the company that I worked at, I was specializing in logistics. So that ended up helping me tremendously in the wedding industry, especially here in New York City. But when I said to them, I don't know why they were surprised, towards the end of my career there, I made a decision. You know, I said to myself, I'm going to go maybe find another job, maybe do the weddings part time, do another part time job, leave this craziness that's going on here. That was my grand plan. So when I left, The woman that I used to work under said to me, you know, you should have said something. You should have raised your hand. You should have said, I'm probably not sure what she expected me to say other than what I did say. Like, why didn't I get more money? I had said to them I needed more help. Also, I was getting overworked and underpaid. It's not uncommon here. Typical corporate kind of work environment. But when I ended up leaving, interestingly enough, (laughs) they said to me, name your price. Uh, Of course. And I was like, oh, hold on. <laughs> there wasn't no money three or four months ago. Oh, now, oh, now there's sudden, money. <laughs> right. Now all of a sudden we have money. Like, where is this coming from? And I had to stop and think. 
And I really thought hard. And I said to myself, if I sit here and I take it, I'm going to be back in the same position, hating this a year from now. So that was the moment for me that it was like do or die. So I said, thank you. I respectfully decline. I'm going to exit stage left and be on my merry way. I was scared. You know, I was really, really scared. What if I do this other part-time and do the weddings and that's not enough? But in my head, I had said to myself, I have to make this work. There is no other plan B. We have to make this work. So I did. I left. You know, was it ideal? No, I struggled. It was really hard. The part-time job that I ended up finding wasn't what I wanted. I had to do a bunch of little moves here and there to find the right fit. But ultimately, I made it work. Then after being with this wedding company for several years, there was an incident that happened and I realized maybe this isn't the right fit for me. But the pandemic at this point had hit. So here I am. And if you will, I was a gig worker, a gig worker working part-time, you know, two part-time jobs still in hustle mode. And I realized like, what am I doing? The pandemic hit. There were absolutely no events going on. My entire industry was shattered. Everyone was losing money. Nobody was getting married. If they were, they were doing these weird like Zoom kind of, you know, getting married on Zoom. We didn't know how long the pandemic was going to last. That I think was the turning point for me in my life where I said, I cannot rely on anyone else ever again for a paycheck. When the pandemic hit, yes, I qualified for unemployment, but there were a few weeks there that I was like, what am I doing? What What's going to happen? I don't qualify for a PPP loan. I'm not a boss. And my partner, who I should say is a financial advisor, my fiance, at that time, my, you know, my then boyfriend was saying to me, you know, if you had your business, because I had been talking about it for a while, but I never did anything about it. And he's the type of person that he doesn't talk about things. He's like, look, if you're going to talk about it, you better be about it. He's from Brooklyn. He has this very Brooklyn mentality. Like you have to just make it work and don't talk so much about it. Just you have to put action behind it. So after a while, I started my business like smack dab in the middle of 2020. I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose put me in contact with all the right people to help me get all my paperwork secured, everything done right. I did that. And I really, Leanne, just stepped out. Like I didn't even have a client, but something kept telling me, if you build it, they will come like that crazy saying. And I stepped out on faith. Thank God that I did. Oh, Shortly after so good. starting my company, this is out of nowhere. Someone that I knew in the industry was like, hey, do you want to take this client? And I'm like, hold up, what? I was like, um, yes, ma'am. Girl, I didn't even have packages put together. There was no pricing. My website was still in the works. Like nothing was going on. I signed up a client without having a website, without having really much of anything. This girl and I, to this day, every time I think about her, when I tell her, Lizette, you really stepped out on faith. She really put her complete trust in me. She's a fellow Latina. And when I tell you that I underpriced myself, Leanne, like I basically did that wedding for free. We all do. Yeah. In the beginning, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. (laughs) Right. I just needed to get 
a client, yeah. but I gave this woman everything I had. I gave them everything. And they were so, to this day, I'm like, they were my ideal client. I wish I had 10 clients like them. All, all my clients I wish were like them. Shortly after that, uh, you know, I started getting clients and the weirdest thing happened. There is this venue in Brooklyn that I had been venue managing at for years. Long story short, the wedding planner that they had, the in-house wedding planner left and there was a space there. Well, who did they call? Me. Knowing that I'm obsessed with weddings. I'm telling you, when I tell people this story, I don't even believe it myself because you don't even know how many times I had been rejected every time I had applied for corporate positions, even applying in different wedding positions. The rejections were more than anyone could handle. There were days that I was like, oh my God, I'm not worth anything. Like who's going to hire me? Maybe I'm in the wrong industry. Why can't I find a job? Like nothing. So this is 2021. This venue asks me to step in. And when I tell you that the stars aligned, every single wedding date that they had, girl, every single one I was available for. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> freelancing for this other company, but it just worked out in such a beautiful way that I was like, okay, I know that I'm on the right path. Now I kept my year at a certain number. So I said to myself, okay, in 2020, I need to have this many people, which was, I had like one or two. In 2021, I need to have X amount. And not only did I hit that, but I exceeded that. In 2022, I need to double that. Well, not only did I double, I'm already at tripling that. Oh, God. Um, so I have to tell you, the memo that you sent me about, you know, doing the scary shit, this is it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do the thing that scares you the most. Even being here on this podcast, I can't even tell you. I do my research. I, I write things out. I'm very thorough. This is scary to me, and I'm glad that I've that I'm even doing this. So, lesson in all of that, I knew that what I had done was the right thing. Stepping out of it. First of all, like <laughs> let me just give you like a round of applause because that's exactly why I titled this episode "Doing the Scary Shit" doing featuring scary shit. Raquel. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> hearing your story, it's just like you are the epitome of showing up and not allowing this your mind to take over you know what I'm saying yeah yeah um there are so many moments that I was like am I doing the right thing like what am I doing and there is this thing that people talk about with imposter syndrome and that's totally real I experienced that almost on a daily basis when I was starting and I was like who am I there's not too many Latin women in this industry, not New York. Okay. And there have been times that when I'm at a wedding, I'm the coordinator, I'm the person that everyone's supposed to be coming to, but maybe I'll have an assistant that's like a white assistant or a Caucasian assistant or an Asian assistant or whatever. 
and they'll go to them. And, you know, my fiance was like, maybe you need to have a shirt that says I'm the boss. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) that did happen quite a few times where I'm like, am I doing the right thing? I don't know. You know, who's going to listen to me? You know, but I feel like everything just kind of came together. I've always been this, um, a little bit of a loud person. I'm tiny. I'm only 4'11", but my bossiness and my loud mouth and the psychology and the logistics, it all kind of weirdly came together to, to do what I do. So I'm happy now. Thank God. And you're here to share your story, which I find so inspiring. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are you having one of those days where you're struggling Looking for someone to talk to that isn't a friend or family member? Trust me, sis, I've been there and know exactly how you're feeling. Here at the Watch Us Thrive podcast, we are huge advocates for taking care of your mental health. This is why you need to sign up for BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you with what you're going through. There's a huge range of expertise in BetterHelp's more than 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help you may not be able to find in your area. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to find out what are your specific needs and then you'll get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. You can then schedule your secure video and phone sessions with your therapist as well as exchange unlimited messages with them. And remember that everything you share is 100% confidential. You can also request a new therapist at no additional cost anytime. Come join more than 2 million people who have taken charge of bettering their mental health with BetterHelp. Listeners of the Watch Us Thrive podcast have a chance to receive a special offer to get 10% off your very first month at betterhelp.com slash watch us thrive podcast. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Watch Us Thrive podcast. Listen, sis, it's time for you to take control of your mental health and get the support that you need. Visit betterhelp.com slash Watch Us Thrive podcast to learn more and sign up today. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. I want to piggyback on something that you mentioned about the rejection part. You know, it's so crazy because this morning on my Instagram, I put up a post of a tweet Mm -hmm. and it said, if you can see rejection as an opportunity for something else to come into your life, that's where the real magic is. And you, that's you right there, girl. So just, you know, speak on that a little bit. Give some advice to someone who has been in your shoes, keep getting no's and no's and no's, and they want to give up. What would you tell them? Well, first off, I am a firm believer in just looking within. With myself, I really didn't start to, and I'm talking about a few years ago, I really started to be a little bit more intentional with the things that I was doing. I really started to look within. So I'm a person of faith. I went out and, you know, I kept complaining, like, there's no churches around me. I don't feel connected to God, blah, blah, blah. So I went out and I did something about it. I found a church when I felt like at one point I was running a lot. So I would sign up for these 5Ks to hold myself accountable. I was doing Pilates. I did yoga. I was doing all of these healthy things in order to get my mind, my body, my spirit right. Once you start to look in and you do the the healing work, 
with whatever you need to be healed from and you start to really put like invest in yourself. And I'm not talking about the self-care, go get your nails done, get a facial. That's great. But I'm talking about that really, really self inner reflection, talking to a therapist. I'm a huge advocate for mental health and finding the right avenues to help you. So for me, talking to a therapist, going to church, I found a church, you know, staying connected with my family, doing all of those things, the inner work in order to heal and then put your best self out there. All of that helped me. But in terms of what you were talking about with rejection, just don't give up. If I could tell you, you know, I lost track at one point how many times I was rejected with jobs that I had applied for. And I realized this, I have to pivot. You know, in 2020, everyone's favorite word was pivot. And for me, that's exactly what I ended up doing. I was like, I can't find myself in this situation again, where I'm getting help and no shame on getting unemployment because I was on it, obviously. But I really was so hard on myself because I said I should have had my situation figured out so that I'm not in this scary situation. I have a partner that is like, if you don't have it, not a problem. I've got it. I, I take care of us and it. That's great. But that's just, I don't want to rely on that. So for women in particular that are going maybe through something like this, rejection, I say, do the inner work. Once you heal inside and look for a group, look for your tribe. In that money fiesta, what we were doing for six days, that was probably the best thing that I could have found because I was in a safe space with like-minded women who had a similar goal. So once you're around that energy, that definitely helps to motivate you. You have to be around the right people. And whether that's friends, family, or sometimes you have to look outside of that. But definitely, obviously, don't give up. For me, that's not even an option. But surround yourself with people that maybe have similar goals as you. I mean, that's a perfect segue into my next question. Look at, you're doing amazing. I just want to tell you that. Oh, you're so sweet. It's always the, the newbies that do the best. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, first of all, like shout out to your future hubby for being so supportive, you know, in regards to you following your dreams and starting your business. Can you just talk about, you talked about it a little bit, but just go a little bit deeper. How having a strong support system helps you achieve those goals and dreams and not just romantic, but like you said, being around like-minded people. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I always tell my partner that he is probably the healthiest, like mentally healthiest person I know. He went to a school in Brooklyn that he is just so secure in himself. And this stems, I think, from childhood. I think you mentioned it during this, that the things that happen in your childhood shape who you are. And for me, that's very true. I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. No one else really looked like me. I had a hard time with that as a youngster. With him, it was the complete opposite. He would tell me that he went to school and they would chant and sing to them, like, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And that, when he told me that, I was like, well, I wish I would have had something like that, that made me not be afraid of the scary shit. And to me, all throughout childhood, everything was scary to me. I was endlessly teased about not looking like everyone else. 
picture this teeny tiny girl with this huge hair, big lips, big butt, the whole thing. I didn't look like anyone else. So I couldn't really identify. But with him, it was the opposite. They would really strengthen the personality traits or the features for themselves so that they would go out into the world and feel secure and have just that confidence. So I didn't grow up like that. In my own home, I was I was always confident and my parents were great to us and they always cheered us on. But for him, he grew up in such a positive environment that translated into him being a healthy, a mentally healthy adult. So he's been so supportive. I think it is important. And obviously, if you don't have a partner, just surrounding yourself, if you don't have the family, unfortunately, that is some, the case for some people. Just to find your tribe, be around that energy that's going to feed you. There was a time a few years ago, I had to let go of some friendships. And now looking back, I think to myself, why was I holding on to them? Well, the moment that you let go of something, I feel like that's what kind of catapults to your um, success. I mean, I'm not that I'm there yet. I'm still on this journey of trying to get there. And I'm just, you know, I'm a one woman show. But I think for sure, when you let go of the things that are holding you back, that's what catapults you to to your potential. 1000%. And, yeah, you know, sure. I, you're just dropping like gem after gem. I love it. It's and it's so authentic. And it's so relatable. That's why I wanted you on here to share because so many people who are going to listen to this episode when it's released, it's going to be like, damn, if she's doing the scary shit, I'm going to do the scary shit too. I, um, every time I hear like a woman who's empowered, you had someone recently on your podcast that they were talking about all of that, you know, just once you start doing the inner work, and this is something that I hear a lot lately. And I used to be like, what are they talking about? You know, but once you go through it and you realize, oh, wow. Okay, I get it now. And something else with me, once I stopped kind of getting into the mold of what I expected people to expect from me, I'm like this loud, quirky Latin woman. And when I started showing up as my authentic self, my mom always used to tell me, just be yourself, you'll be fine. And I was like, the hell is she talking about? You know, like, what is this like, be yourself? Like, in my head, there was always, especially in corporate America, I think, too, they expect you to show up one way, where I wasn't secure with everything, you have to dress a certain way, look a certain way. The Crown Act just got passed recently. And I used to straighten my hair, because I would think that for these interviews, maybe if I straighten my hair, I'll be a, an attractive candidate. Well, you know, screw all that. Now I show up as this is exactly who I am. This is what you get. 1000%. I love it. I love everything that you're saying. And I feel like so many people feel exactly the way that you feel. So thank you so much for sharing that. All right. Now I'm going to start asking you the questions that I ask every single guest that comes on here. Let us know what has been one of the hardest lessons you've learned as an adult. I think for me in adulthood, I wish that I wasn't so self-conscious and so afraid to do things. I really, really, I think you titled this perfectly, Leanne. I really think that you did. Had I not been so scared about everything, even when I would talk to my fiance about like, I would say to him like, well, what's it going to look like if I start my own company? 
I don't have the capital for it. In my head, I had a number. I need, you know, thousands of dollars to start. Guess what? I didn't. I was my own roadblock. I would put all of these. My mom says, um, pones tantos peros, like you put so many buts, but this, but I don't have that, but this, but that. I would do that to myself. So the hardest lesson for me that I've had to learn as an adult is that don't be scared. Don't be scared even to fail. Like everything that I have done hasn't been successful, but you have to just go out there and do it. Just try. What's the worst that can happen? Uh, for me, even though for weddings, I take it so seriously that I would never play around with that. But just even putting myself out there for me is is a scary thing. And I don't typically do that, but I've started to, like, for instance, this with the podcast, I don't typically put myself out there like that. But I think to myself, you know what, let me just try. Let me do things that challenge me. Let me do things that scare me a little bit. Yeah. So I think I think you're doing a beautiful job. So keep showing up. So Please thank keep showing you. up. All right. What motivates you to keep going, especially on those not so great days that we all have from time to time? Ooh, girl, I just went through this recently. I have to be honest with you, my parents. I remember one time my dad had a fever and he probably had the flu at one point. This is years ago. And he still went to work. He still showed up. Not that that's the healthiest either. I think we come from a culture where it's like work, 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 work. But I do everything that I do and from not really for my parents, but just because their work ethic to me shows, you know, what can be done. I try to take the healthy parts of that, if you will, but they definitely are motivators. Also, I think I'm in a partnership with someone who he's successful in his own right and he believes in me. So to me, I'm constantly telling myself, don't let anyone down, but I just want to be able to carry my own weight, be my own person, be my own success story so that we're kind of, you know, we complement each other and we're complimentary in our own right. You're yeah. doing it, honey. You're doing it. And you, you give me, you give me the motivation <laughs> to one day find my partner who's going to. Oh, you will. Like, you know, you I will. will. I, I'm not ready for you it absolutely yet. absolutely will. <laughs> I'm yes. still working on me, but it's going to come. I know. <laughs> it's going to come. That's when they usually come. When, when, when I'm not when looking for it. completely there. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> That's what happened with me. Yeah. 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 I love that. Okay. So we're on the Watch Us Thrive podcast. So what is your definition of thriving? To me, thriving is flourishing. I used to be in constant survival mode and I really thought about this. I was not thriving as my old self. I was surviving. So I was just, you know, that hustle mentality, that toxic hustle mentality. To me, thriving is flourishing. Not only are you surviving, if you will, but you're catapulting into what your potential is yeah and you're showing up and doing the scary shit exactly <laughs> doing all of the scary things yes <laughs> all right two more questions before we wrap up if you could go back to your 18 to 21 year old self what would you tell her girl <laughs> so much <laughs> so much but listen again i don't i try to be gentle with myself because that's one thing that i have learned but let me tell you, I was such a knucklehead. I had no direction. Talk about directionless. I had zero direction. 
I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I knew that I had to go to college. I knew that I had to get a job. I knew that I had to pay bills. I knew that I had to drive a car. I knew that I had to do all of these things. But if I could go back and talk to myself, I would say, don't be afraid. Do it. Just do it. I was so self-conscious at that age that I held back on a lot of things. For instance, I didn't go away to college. So I went to community college, which no shame on that. I'm so happy that I did. I saved a lot of money there. But sometimes I think and I look back and I say to myself, I didn't leave because I was so scared to leave. I didn't want to leave the little bubble that I knew. I didn't want to leave my cute little town. I didn't want to leave everything that I knew. So looking back, I would just say, don't be so scared. Just try it. You do, know, the just try of, <laughs> do the scary shit. Do the scary shit. There you go. Yeah. You named it perfectly. Yeah. Do the scary shit. So that's what I would tell myself. I love it. I love it. I can relate so much. Back then, you don't know who the fuck you are. And there's just this pressure, especially when it comes to the school system. Like, you need to know what you want to do with your life before, you know, 17, 18 years old. And it's like... I'm about to be 34 and I feel like I'm just figuring out what the fuck I want to do. (laughs) I just found out what I wanted to be when I grew up. Okay. Okay. So, so, and that's just a few years knowing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole, that can be a whole nother podcast. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) We won't go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) All right. Um, Share an affirmation or a mantra that you practice daily and why? I literally, I have a few. Go ahead, share them all, share them all. My mom is so cute. You know, she's this teeny tiny woman and she's a powerhouse. I get my inspiration from her. But she always says like, échale ganas, mija. Like, you can do it. Si se puede, échale ganas. Ponte las baterías. Like, put a battery back in your back or, (laughs) you know, whatever. For me, I'm a woman of faith. So I do talk to myself and I say, todo lo puedo en Cristo que me fortalece. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. I say that to myself a ton or I'm like, please, Jesus, help me. You know, when I say it in a funny sort of comical way, but I mean it like my faith, I feel like is what definitely motivates and what has moved me. So yeah, those things. I also, funny enough, my dad always says, que chingona. You know, like what a badass, you know, and chingona is kind of like a badass bitch. But I say that, I say that to myself a lot. I'm like, tú eres chingona. Yes. You got this. Yes. You know, go ahead. You could do this. You yes. got this. You got this. <laughs> so I say all of these things to myself, especially on wedding day. You would be surprised how many catastrophes happen. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I, I could write a book. That's a whole yes. other type of thing. But even especially on wedding day, I have to calm myself, center myself. And I always say to myself, like, you got this. Right as I'm leaving the house, my partner always says to me, babe, you got this. Stop stressing out. You've studied this wedding like it's the bar exam. You're fine. You're going, (laughs) you know, you got it. Yeah, no, I love that. You gotta, you gotta be your biggest cheerleader and you gotta, you know, at the end of the day, it's great to have people around you, but you have to be like your biggest supporter and you have to talk to yourself that way and it'll come to you for sure this was such an amazing conversation Raquel thank you you. please let our let my audience know how can how can we follow you what are you working on plug in all of your social media You're so sweet thank you so much 
I'm most active on Instagram. That's where I see you. I, you know, I see your things daily. I'm at just say yes, uh, underscore NY. I'm trying out TikTok. I don't know if it's for me, but I'm just say yes, NY. And if you ever need any wedding coordination, wedding planning, I'm the woman you want on your team. And I can be found online at justsayyesny.com. And I, I saw your work. It's so beautiful. You know, Thank wh- you so much. when I find my man, you're going to be the one to, to do oh, it. Oh, for <laughs> sure. It would be my honor to yeah. do it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That was going to be like, are you doing your own wedding? Are you, are, you, are you doing your own wedding? Yes. I mean, I'm a crazy person. Uh, we are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are still thinking about a date, but we are thinking about the end of 2023. It'll be a destination wedding partner. And I, he's Nigerian. I'm Latin American. We love warm weather. So either somewhere in the Caribbean, maybe Mexico, maybe Central America, we haven't figured it out yet, but yeah, I will hire someone else. Cause I know that that's, what I should do. Please do. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I'll handle all of the things on this end. But yeah, that's in the works a little bit. I love it. Well, I'm so excited for you. Once again, I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for giving the motivation to my audience to do the scary shit. Thank you so much, Leanne. And I just want to take this time to say thank you. You create such a great, like, safe environment. I probably wouldn't have done this had it been someone else. Um, You just create such a warm and inviting atmosphere. So even you were telling me, it's just two girls talking. It's fine. But you have amazing energy. So thank you so much for putting this together. Oh, don't stop. Tell me more. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, my love. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. You've reached the end of today's episode, and I'm so glad you checked it out. If you love this new episode, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way to get my show out to new listeners. You can let me know what topics you'd like to hear in the future, or just show your girl some love. Share this episode with anyone you think will resonate with it. I'm super active online and love hearing from the listeners. So follow me at Watch Us Thrive Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And you can also follow me on Twitter, WUTPodcast underscore. A quick reminder, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, send an email to info at WUTPodcast.com and be sure to check out my website, WUTPodcast.com to stay up to date with new episodes, weekly blog posts, and more. As always, brand new episodes of the Watch Us Live podcast premiere every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sending you love, light, and healing.